0: What is going on? And we are back with the 28th episode of NF Sports Talk. And in today's episode, we're going to the football field, doing a little bit of MFL news today. There's been a lot of news going around recently, with the draft, about some free agency, but some other players in this draft. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of interesting stuff. Drew Brees, he's going to be coming and MB- go to NBC after this. Basically take, I believe it was Chris Collinsworth's job after he's done. Um, playing in the NFL, which is quite interesting. Um, Tom Brady had an interview that was quite interesting as well, just a few days ago. A lot of stuff that we've never heard Tom Brady say. He spoke in that interview, and it's just quite interesting to see all this NFL news recently. You know, um, like we previously mentioned earlier, Brandon Cooks traded the Texans. Bill O'Brien's still getting backlash from that. You know, they they still want him to be ch- just fired, uh, which is interesting. And then we got Cam Newton. Uh, Cam Newton is probably the best quarterback on the market right now. One of my favorite players, and we're just going to basically talk about him. He actually had interest in signing with the Patriots, so that's going to be my personal take on that later on. Uh, that's going to be very interesting to see if he actually does sign with the Patriots. I, I Actually, I'll get into that later, but I'd actually love the move if that's the case at the right price, obviously. And here it says uh, the Cardinals Look to become the better team in the NFC West over the 49ers and we'll basically break down that, see if they can actually do that with you know Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins now, Larry Fitzgerald, all those guys. So just to get right into it, I think we're just gonna start off with this. Um, Drew Brees plans to join NBC after he is done playing football, which this is this is gonna be great for football. And for commentary, for the fact of the matter is, um, you look at Tony Romo and see what he's been able to do as a commentator over the last two years, I believe, since he started. It's just those games that Tony Romo commentates are just so much better than everyone else's. You know, I used to love Sunday Night Football with Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth. Those are kind of classic two partners talking about football. But it kind of got old after a while. And Tony Romo gave an aspect of the game that we had not really seen before. And that was someone who could read the play, read what the team was going to do before they even did it. You know, there's so many plays where Tony Romo calls out this and it happens five seconds later. Because in the booth, he sees it before everyone else does. So it's just such a great, great thing to have on television as a commentator to have. And when you have someone like Drew Brees, you know, Tony Romo didn't have the most successful NFL career. Great quarterback. Don't get me wrong. But Drew Brees, he's going to see things quicker, on the spot, faster than Tony Romo does, I'd have to say. And his, he's going to pick up some of the stuff that it, com- that it takes to be a commentator. You can just learn that. But something you can't learn is all the repetition over the years of having to read the defenses, see who to throw to, who the ball is going to go to next, setting up plays for the next play and the next play after that on a drive. That's what Drew Brees is going to bring to NBC. And it's going to be great to watch. I wonder who they're going to pair him up with. Um, It would have been interesting to see another quarterback who, you know, very iconic Peyton Manning. He was actually offered, I think it was like $19 million to come on and do Monday night football, which Monday night football, those commentators are really not the best. It's, it's not that fun to watch. Um, you know, on Monday Night Football, if your team's not playing, you're probably not watching unless there's nothing else to do. However, if, if they got Peyton Manning, he ultimately declined. But if they got Peyton Manning, that would have been another another option for someone who could read the play, break down the play, you know, analyze it. He's a perfect analysis. All three of these guys, Tony Romo, Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, all three guys who could perfectly analyze plays. And it's just so fun to watch them do that. And I, I personally love games when Tony Romo's commentating. I some games, I I might not even you know be a fan of that team, and I'll still watch because I just like hearing Tony Romo, and Jim Nance talk football, and it's just so intriguing. It's so interesting, and I actually I'm actually glad Drew Brees is gonna decide to you know become a commentator after this, after his playing career's over. I'm guessing. Uh, actually, I don't know. I was gonna say. And I'm, I'm guessing he'll do only do Saints games, but at the same time, he's signing with NBC, so it might be more than that, which is also interesting to see. Uh, I'd love to love to see that, and it's going to make, you know, getting players like this to sign after their career, it's just going to make football more fun. You know, Gronk signed with Fox. I know he's not a commentator or anything like that, but he is someone who joins, you know, Tony Gonzalez, uh, Terry Bradshaw and those boys, uh, Howie Long, all those guys, and they talk about football, so... No, just another example of a great football player and, and a fun football player to watch. And he's uh, joining the commentating crew after his career was over. And I don't know if it actually is over because you know I'm just transitioning to something else that we've been hearing over the last few days. it's uh, It's been said that Gronk has been seriously considering coming out of retirement and playing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Tom Brady. Um, you know... I don't know how how happy I am about that, because you know he's my favorite player of all time, and he retired, but now all of a sudden, Tom Brady goes to a stack team, Gronk wants to follow. The thing is here, though, the Patriots still own Gronk's rights, so at the same time, we could trade his rights to the Buccaneers to sign him, which could give us something in return, because Gronk's a great player. Obviously, he was a great player before he retired, uh, one of the best tight ends in the NFL, I'd say before he retired the year before that he was the best so you know he's been the best for a long long time so they they definitely could get something for them for his rights i don't know if Gronk's gonna come out of time he looks pretty skinny now you know he he lost a lot of weight a lot a lot lost a lot of muscle and you know he's got that thing with wwe going on right now he's just kind of doing trying to do everything once which is gonna be interesting to see if he can do that but Keep keep your eye out for if Gronk decides to go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because that rumor is swirling around that he's been working on at Tampa Bay. He has connections with Tom Brady. Obviously, they're really good friends, and he would uh he's interested in taking that job at tight end there. And you know that that would be a this offense if that happens, for sure. Uh, I hope. You know, if Gronk comes out of retirement, I want him to play for the Patriots, obviously. But if he doesn't, which I don't think he will, if he comes at retirement, it looks like he could be playing for the Buccaneers, and you know Tom Brady will get another weapon, someone he's reliable with, and that's kind of a you know that's a big part of the field for him, the middle of the field who can just you know throw it to him, trust that player and give him the ball when you need him to make plays, and that's what he really needs because you a new offense like Tampa Bay with a bunch of new players, you need you need someone you can trust, you need someone who can you can count on. And that it's reliable after time and time again. And, and all those plays are new to him. So if you get Grubin Gronk in, you automatically have a weapon that you can trust. You can throw him the ball in key situations and have faith in him to make the play in the ball. Which you've seen so many times over and over again. And last play of Gronk's career, well, one of the last plays of Gronk's career, his last catch, was that diving catch for about 30 yards, sliding to the 2-yard line, setting up the only touchdown in Super Bowl 53. So that was just an iconic play. That was Gronk's last catch. I really hope it stays that way because that was his Patriots catch. That was the Patriots iconic play that Super Bowl. And it was just an amazing play. It gives me chills thinking about it. And you know, I just I really do really hope Gronk stays retired or he plays the Patriots again. But I definitely don't want to see another iconic Patriot in a Tampa Bay Buccaneers jersey, that's for sure. This whole Tom Brady thing with the Bucks is just, you know, just doesn't feel right. It's not something that I thought would ever happen. But it's happening, obviously, and you, know, you just got to live with it, and you know, got to move forward. And I, I, believe in Belichick. I believe in Brady. and I know they're both gonna succeed next year. So there's that. Um, moving on to, like I said, I guess we can transition right into what I heard on the Brady interview with Howard Stern. You know, that was a very great interview. Howard Stern did quite well on that. Um, you know, he he basically talked a lot to Brady about stuff that you know we've never really heard about before. And Tom Brady basically said that, um, you know, he wasn't talking. He was talking like he would if he was with the Patriots, I'd have to say. Um, you know, they were asking him about why he left and is there any bad blood or whatever. Is there this? Is there that? Is it as bad as everyone else seems? It's like we've been saying, it's not as bad as everyone seems. He basically said that it's kind of been blown out of proportion. Of what's happening. Because nobody knows what's happening. They're just speculating right. So basically Brady just said that. You know it's not as bad as everyone seems. It's It's been blown way out of proportion. By the media and all that. Him, Belichick, Kraft and Brady. They all love each other quite dearly. And they're all in tears. Basically when Brady was at Robert Kraft's house, house. The night before. The night before he decided to sign with the Buccaneers. And you know Robert Kraft was crying. Brady was crying. But then you got. Big old Bill Belichick. He was sitting there, apparently no tears. But obviously he was sad because I'm sure, you know, everyone looks at Brady and Belichick's relationship as football and as business only. But in 20 years, having a quarterback and a coach, there's obviously a friendship there. Obviously a friendship. And Belichick and Brady probably have such a great friendship that no one sees that really. Because they're so focused on just the quarterback and head coach relationship they have. But off the field you know, in their houses together at a party at their friends. You know, they're they're great friends and they're gonna stay friends. I, I believe that for sure. But an interesting part here in this interview was the fact that Brady actually said, and I've I've been saying this for for some time now. You can go back in previous episodes and find it. Maybe I'll find the clip. But I've been saying it's basically like Brady gave up on us last year. It's basically like Brady gave up on the Patriots last year too early. That was the one thing holding us back. You know, we had a number one defense in the NFL. We Our defense couldn't get any better. You know, our secondary was the best in the league by far. Our linebackers were getting sacks. Our defensive ends were getting sacks. You know, we had a great defense. Our offense, you know, we had Julian Edelman, who is coming off an MVP caliber year in the Super Bowl. We had Keel Harry, young stud, who you could catch any ball thrown at him. You also had an undrafted free agent who was playing a ridiculous football in the preseason and in the regular season when he got the opportunity to match Kobe Myers. You had Philip Dorsett on the outside. Quick, fast. You had James White, Sonny Michelle. Those weapons alone were good enough to win. Brady's done it with Amendola, Edelman, and Chris Hogan before. That's his three receivers. With no Gronk. Look back at Super Bowl Fifty, Super Bowl Fifty One. No Gronk. He had a Martellus Bennett at tight end. You know, better than what they had this year for sure. But he had at number one on the outside, Chris Hogan. Go, go find me his stats this year. Number two on the outside, Malcolm Mitchell. Go find me his stats this year because he can't. He retired after one year in the NFL because of injuries. Go look at Danny Amendola's stats from this year. Probably better than both of those guys I previously mentioned, but still not greatest. Go look at Edelman's stats this year. So he had Edelman, Danny Amendola, who fit in the in their scheme. Love Danny Amendola, one of my favorite players of all time. I'd have to say, just because of the Patriots relationship he has, and just because of the mentality, the way he went out there and fought for everything. Danny Amendola, one of my favorite players. Chris Hogan. Y- you know this guy's not a superstar. Malcolm Mitchell, he was a rookie. So you're telling me that those four guys were better than Nikhil Harry, Julian Edelman, Philip Dorsett, Jacoby Myers, Sonny Michelle, James White? No. They're about the same, if not a little bit better, I have to say. Although Nikhil Harry, Jacoby Myers were rookies. Philip Dorsett's been there for a while. Julian Edelman's a go-to guy. Sonny Michelle, he's been there. He's It's in his second season now. Third season coming up. You know, Sonny Michel, he could... They gave him the chance to run the ball. He was picking up the offense later on in the year. He, he was averaging like five yards a carry at the end of the season. James White, you know, he was doing his thing all season. So, you know, I don't want to hear that they don't have the weapons because they did have the weapons. They had Brady. He's our weapon. And the point I'm trying to make here is Brady said that he knew he was leaving the Patriots before the season started. He knew he was gone. He knew he wasn't going to stay long term anymore. And the point I'm trying to make is I knew he gave up because that's what it, that's why we didn't win this year. Because he gave up. He's never given up before. 28-3 in the Super Bowl. Didn't give up. You saw what he did there. Okay? You know, he, he's been down so many times in his life. Super Bowl 49, they were down. Didn't give up. Came back, scored a touchdown. The Rams, or excuse me, the Patriots and Jaguars, he was down 13 points in the fourth quarter against the best defense in probably history. Probably not history, but he was one of the best defenses on paper and, uh, and we'll probably... Top five defense, I'd have to say. That Jackson Jaguars defense, top five defense on paper of all time. Came back, scored 14 unanswered points. You know, didn't give up. So when he says something like, you know, he didn't have the weapons. Or just not, no, he had the weapons. He had people to make plays for him. He just didn't want to utilize them as well as he's had in the past. Because he wasn't all in. Every year Brady's been all in for the Patriots. This is his place. This is his place. This and that. But this year he wasn't all in. And you know, I'm not I'm not trying to disrespect Brady. I'm not trying to throw shade his way. I'm just saying, it as a Patriots fan, as someone who loves Tom Brady and loves the culture they have there, I could see that there wasn't something right with Brady. He was just getting frustrated so fast. He was in the, acting the same. And when he comes out and says he knew he was leaving before start started last season, then why didn't you? I would rather have someone 100% committed to the team. Give me Brian Hoyer if he's 100% committed to the team than a guy who's not 100% committed. If you're 99% committed, but you still have that 1% chance in the back saying, I'm fucking gone next year. You know, I'm not. I don't care what happens this season because I'm fucking gone. I'm getting paid. I'm getting paid a Tampa of thirty million a year, guaranteed, twenty five million guaranteed, whatever it is. So, if that's one percent sitting in the back of your mind, that becomes two percent. That becomes five percent. That becomes ten at the at at the point where we needed him most, towards the end of the season. We were 7-1. We were 7-0, and I believe. Everything was good. Everything was fine. Met the Ravens. Lost. Met the Texans. Lost. We met the Dolphins in Week 17 for the second seed. If we win that game, we get the second seed. Miami Dolphins at Foxborough. We lose. To Ryan Fitzmagic. Are you kidding me, Brady? You're going to let Ryan Fitzmagic beat you in your own home? Hold on, hold on, a week later, excuse me, before that, we lose, we needed that bye, we're hurt, we're injured, we need to rest up so we can even compete for that second seed, no, we go to third, we play in wildcard weekend against the Tennessee Titans, okay, no biggie, they got Derrick Henry and you know, a guy named Ryan Tannehill who hasn't had a great career at all, it's at home, Patriots never lose at home in the playoffs, Never, never play in wild wildcard weekend, but sure as shit don't lose on a wildcard weekend, right? We're chilling. We got this. No, we don't got this because Mike Rabel comes in te- comes in to Foxborough and beats Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. And guess what? Tom Brady's final pass was a pick six. final pass of his career in New England was a pick six. How's that happen? Edelman? You know, has a bad case of the drops at the wrong time. He's had a case of the drops the entire year. I believe he let league in drops. Also had a lot of ton of receptions, but the drops are hurt. And when you throw the ball to Edelman on third down, he drops the ball in his hands. You know, that kind of sealed the game right there when we were trying to come back. Down by three or four, I believe, at the time. So, got to punt the ball away. At this point, I know Brady's giving up. He's throwing stupid passes. Not smart reads. And we lose in wildcard weekend for the first time in over ten years. So I uh, like I said, a hundred percent committed or not or not at all. As my quarterback for the last twenty years he's been committed every single part of the way. Every single day, he's wanted to prove himself. He didn't have nothing to prove this year because he already knew he was leaving. That's why he wanted his contract to be freed up. That's why he wanted to hit the open market. He had nothing to do in New England. He has the most Super Bowl wins as a quarterback. Has the most Super Bowl wins in history. Passed Charles Hanley last season. Two seasons ago for Six. The only thing he has left to prove is that he can win without Belichick. That's what he's got to prove to himself, and maybe to the world. I'd say just to himself. He wants to prove that he can win without Belichick. Maybe it's not even a Super Bowl. Maybe it's not even a Super Bowl. Maybe he wants to prove that he can, without Belichick, make the playoffs for the Tampa Buccaneers. They haven't been in the playoffs in over 10 years. Maybe he proves that. That's, that's maybe what he, it shows people. If he he takes the Bucs to playoffs, yeah, you know, he's better than Belichick. He's the reason for the dynasty. But on the other hand, what do you think Belichick's thinking? He's thinking, I've tried to get this guy out of town for three or four years now. I want to grow up low. Brady went behind my back, got him traded. Went to Kraft and got him traded. That story still could be blown, blown out of proportion, but still, let's just say that happened. Belichick wanted Garoppolo, okay? Traded Garoppolo away for nothing. Look back, the last time they had, needed a quarterback, they had Matt Castle. Went 11-5. and Okay, you're You're going to tell me that the New England Patriots with Matt Castle can go 11-5, and but yet they can't make the playoffs this year? With Jared Stidham. No, no, you're right. They're gonna go twelve and four. If, if if they went if they went eleven and five without Brady. In two thousand eight, I believe is when he got injured. Belichick's a better coach than he was back then. The team is better than it was back then, and Jared Stidham's a better quarterback than Matt Castle is. So if they can go eleven and five, with Matt Castle. I think they can go twelve and four with Jared Stidham, thirteen and three with Jared Stidham, at least eleven and five with Jared Stidham this year. his first year starting, if that's what they choose as their quarterback. So on the other hand, you have Brady taking the Bucks to the playoffs. Say he does that, but then you have Bill Belichick making the playoffs again for however long it's been with the quarterback that is coming in with his first year starting. They're proving to each other. It's just a game of who's better, who's better. And that's what I think it is. That's why Brady decided to leave. Because he knew that he had something to prove. And that was he can win without Belichick. Belichick wants to prove he can win without Brady. So it's going to be a battle between the two. A friendly battle. Because like I said, I still think they're friends. But at the end of the day, they're going to look back and say. They're going to know. They're going to sit in a room and it's going to be quiet. There's going to be silence. And they're just going to think to one another. Damn, that guy is better than me. Or that guy is better than me. You know what I mean? It's, it's going to go one way. It's not going to be the same. So just to wrap this up here, I love Brady. He's my guy. He's my quarterback forever. He's giving me moments that I've, you know, I'll have i never forget. He's giving moments in my life that are going to stick with me forever. Um, he's won three Super Bowls for me. In my time watching them, I was too young to witness the first three. But he's given me three Super Bowls to watch. Well, more than that, I guess. Four Super Bowls to watch. And won three of them. And all of them have been super historic. The interception on the one-yard line. The 20-3 to comeback. The diving Gronk on the two-yard line. All of those have been just great memories for me, and I'll keep it forever. Brady's my guy, but it did hurt to see him say, after 20 years with the Patriots, that he knew he was leaving before it started this year. And it just makes you wonder, why were you there to begin with then? Because if you're not 100% committed, you're not committed at all. Okay, now moving on to a different topic here. Cam Newton is a free agent still. You know, for the first time in his career, he's a free agent. And watched workout videos. He loves it. You know, he loves working out. He loves proving went wrong. He actually posted a clip the other day saying, work is all I know. Don't tell me I'm not working because that's all I do. And he was doing a workout right in the middle of saying that. And he's got the right mentality. I'll tell you right now. All he does is work, try to get better. Great guy. Although his Instagram captions are a bit hard to read with all the Weird lettering. You get the message after a while. And Cam Newton said he'll, he'll wait. He'll wait till after the NFL draft's over to get a team that needs a quarterback. And he will come in and be that number one guy. That's what he wants to do. He wants to be the number one guy. And why wouldn't you be, right? He's been a number one his entire career. And he's going to want to still be a number one for the rest of his career. So he said he'll wait for the right opportunity. Wherever that is, I am not sure. But a, a team that I would love to see him go to is my New England Patriots. He is the only quarterback that I would like to see the Patriots. Excuse me, the the second quarterback. The first one is Jalen Hurts. If we can get him in the second or third round, I would love to see Jalen Hurts in the Patriots because they don't have they don't have Jalen Hurts protected in the first round, and I think he's one of the best quarterbacks in the draft. He can do everything. His story is amazing. He's a great. He's a hard worker. His mentality is on point. He's the guy you want. But at the same time, I don't want a first round pick for Jalen Hurts. A second or third is a steal. A first is where he should be. But a second and third is a steal. And you already have Jared Stidham, who I I am really high on. I really like Jared Stidham. I might be a little bit biased, but if you walk go back and watch his clips as a as a rookie last year in the preseason. He did everything well. He's playing with third or fourth string guys, guys that didn't even make the team and making them look like superstars out there. He can run. He's got the wheels. That's what you need in this league. You got to have wheels. You got to be able to throw in the run. You got to be able to have pocket presence. You got to be able to zip the ball down the field. He can do all of it. Consistency is going to be the only thing he needs and experience. Jared Stim can be the guy. But the reason why I say Cam Newton would be a great option, you bring Cam in for one or two years, let Jared Stim grow even more, become a more mature quarterback, Both these guys went to Auburn. Cam Newton out of Auburn. Jared Stidham out of Auburn. You could have Tom Brady mentor Jared Stidham for one season, then have Cam Newton mentor Jared Stidham for another season or two. Okay? He'll have the knowledge of Tom Brady. He'll have the ability of Cam Newton. Moving out of the pocket, protecting your body, throwing on the run, this and that. You're building the best quarterback possible here. With the, with the mindset of Brady, of reading the defeat the defense before the play, the expertise of Josh McDaniels in the offensive playbook, and the athletic ability of Cam Newton, you're transforming a guy into one of the best quarterbacks, the best quarterback model you can possibly get. And not only that, Cam Newton is looking to prove something. So not only are you going to get a mentor, but you should get a guy that can legitimately compete at, at the highest level. I still think Cam Newton's got great years ahead of him. And I'd love to watch Cam Newton play on the Patriots. Cam Newton looks like a, you know, he's just a beast. He can run down someone's face, pound the ball down to someone's face, throw the ball a mile with accuracy, zip it in there. You know, he makes those tight throws. And I believe the Patriots are really high on on Cam Newton as well. Belichick Belichick commented that Cam Newton is 2-0 against the Patriots. And he said that. When it comes to quarterbacks like Cam Newton, you can't get much better than that. So it'll be interesting to see if Belichick is in the market for a quarterback like Cam Newton to sit behind, sit in front of Jared Stidham, mentor him for one or two years, I'd say. At least one year. And maybe let them compete the next second season after that for the starting job. And you could really get something great going there. Don't get me wrong. I think Jared Stidham could go out there and start after a whole season, after a whole offseason, a whole training camp, a whole preseason of reps I feel like Jared Stidham could be that guy I know he can be that guy with constant reps and being committed to like that he'll come in and win games he'll I'm not gonna say he's the next Tom Brady but I, I bet he could win as many games as Tom Brady did last year I, I really do think he could do that and he's the cheapest option they can get cheapest option they can get and that's right now they need money because their salary cap is super low so my favorite options right now, if they don't draft a quarterback and they don't pick up a free agent, that's great news because that means they are really 100% in on Jared Stidham and they have faith in him, which is great because that means we have a faith in him as well. And we believe that Belichick is basically saying he's better than Cam Newton. He's better than Jalen Hurts. He's better than Tua. He's better than Justin Herbert. He's better than Jordan Love. So that's huge confidence. And, and that's really, you know, that's great to hear if that's the case. But if not... They want to bring another guy in just in case. It could be a Cam Newton. It could be a Jalen Hurts if he falls the third round or the second round. And at the same time, I'd love that. I don't want to see him go out there and spend a first-round pick on Jordan Love, which some people have him taking. I don't want to see him take a first-round pick on Justin Herbert. I don't want him to trade up to Tua. It's going to cost too much. cost too much value that we need other places. But if they pick up a guy, say they trade two-thirds for a second round or pick up Jalen Hurts, who I believe is a steal in the draft in the second round, That's perfect. I love that move. Or they say you have to go pay out Cam minimum money because he wants to come in and compete and win a championship. That's also a great case scenario. But just focus on Cam. He's a great player. He's the right mentality of just working, 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 getting to improve, getting better every day. And Cam Newton is just a great quarterback to watch. Wherever he goes, he's going to win. As long as he doesn't go to a dumpster fire where there's nothing for him to work with, and I don't think he can get much worse than what the Carolina Panthers gave him last season. They had Christian McCaffrey and Greg Olson, who's about 55 years old. And other than that, he didn't have nothing but himself. So Cam Newton, he's going to have a great future in the NFL. Wherever he goes, however team picks him up, he's going to win. He's going to win big football games for them. And I believe that for sure. Um, just to move on here. Bill O'Brien. I said I said that his move for Brandon Cooks was great. I said that was a great move for them. Because although you're paying Brandon Cooks a lot of money in the next year and the year after that, you're only paying him eight mil this year. He's a great option. He's young. He's quick. He's fast. Smart. And he is someone who's just going to come in and make plays for you. So, essentially, for DeAndre Hopkins, you got David Johnson, Randall Cobb, and Brandon Cooks for DeAndre Hopkins. Now, at the wide receiver position, I still feel like DeAndre Hopkins is better than Brandon Cooks and Randall Cobb combined. But you have David Johnson, who has so much potential and so much upside. At this point in time, I think the Texans are close to winning, if not winning, with that trade. You got to look at it as a factor of what it can be and then what it is. So you don't want to see David Johnson as being injured coming off some of the worst years of his career. You want to think, wow, with Deshaun Watson and David Johnson as a 1-2, he could go go back to his 2000-year scrimmage yards season that he had in his second year in the NFL. You got to think Brandon Cooks. When he's healthy, he posts 1,000 yards a year. That's all you need. That's productivity. Randall Cobb. Someone who in Green Bay had huge numbers. In Dallas had huge numbers. Kenny Stills. Someone who's a third option now. Who can have huge numbers. Fast. blow top of the defense. Will Fuller. Someone who can blow top of the defense. Number four. You know. David Johnson. He can receive just as well as he can rush the ball. So they're building an offense around Deshaun Watson. Everyone can catch the ball and everyone's quick. Brandon Cook's 4-3 speed. Kenny Stills is fast. Will Fuller. 4-3 speed. Randall Cobb. Quick in the slot, David Johnson. Quick and agile, make people miss. Make people miss in the open field. Deshaun Watson can make make people miss in the open field. This is a great draft. This is a great cl- team they have built around Deshaun Watson, and I think Bill O'Brien is there's a bit more credit than what he's getting. I don't say I don't think these are the best moves because when you trade away to someone like DeAndre Hopkins, who is the best, one of the best wide receivers in the NFL, right behind Michael Thomas, it's gonna be tough. However, he's he's reinventing his offense for what he wants with less distractions and team chemistry, and that's that's sometimes just as good as having the top team a top target because if Deshaun if Deshaun DeAndre Hopkins excuse me if he was as distracting as everyone says, and you don't want him there, it's like Antonio Brown. No one is going to sign Antonio Brown because of what his distractions are. It doesn't matter how he's one of the best wide receivers in the NFL, probably still is. He's distracting for the entire team. He brings drama to the entire team. And you don't want that as, as an NFL owner, as a general manager, as a coach. You want everyone that gels together nicely. They fit like a puzzle. And that's what I believe that they're building there in Texas, in Houston. The Texans are quite, they're, they're well off right now. As long as everyone can. It really is going to be a big impact on OTAs, training camp, and the preseason. They got to all gel together quickly and get in that new offense because Randall Cobb, Brandon Cooks, David Johnson, all in new offenses. They got to adapt to that quickly as possible, and they got to learn that new offense as quickly as possible as well. So it's going to be interesting to see if they can get that done, if they can gel together nicely. And, you know, I I believe that that's going to be a good team. They're going to win games next year. I know we did a whole podcast on that Brandon Cooks trade, so I'm just going to leave it short. It's a good trade for them. Bill O'Brien deserves a bit more credit than he's getting, and they're still going to win games next year. These Texans are still going to win games next year. Moving on to the Arizona Cardinals and the 49ers. You know, I don't think the Cardinals can beat the 49ers. I don't think they can beat the Seahawks. But it's going to be close. It's going to be close because Kyler Murray... He's a great quarterback. He's a stud quarterback. He's gonna he's gonna have a great career in the NFL. Cliff Kingsbury, he knows what he wants, and he's a, he's building his team around Kyler Murray. Now you have Larry Fitzgerald, Christian Kirk, and your big weapon DeAndre Hopkins in Arizona. That offense is gonna be good. That offense is gonna put up points. I'm not worried about the offense. I'm worried about that defense. On defense, you got Patrick Peterson and Chandler Jones. So those are superstars, right? You say, oh, that's nice. They don't have much after that. They really are going to have to... If they can get some nice draft picks this year, and they can come in and play great defense, you know, this could be a great team. The Cardinals are are looking to be a good team in the future, in two or three years, I'd have to say. But I don't think they can be better than the Cardinals right... or better than the 49ers right now. you got to think. If the 49ers are set up to get Henry Ruggs, you know, that's a perfect piece for them on that offense. And that's all they need. Because they already got George Kittle. They already got Samuel. They already got a running back group that all three of them can run. They need a receiver on the outside that can blow to top off the defense. And their defense is star-studded. Richard Sherman. Nick Bosa. Juan Alexander. Eric Armstead. All those boys are big-time names. D Ford as well. Now, all those guys are big-time names on the defensive side of the ball. But at the same time, the 49ers are classic of becoming good teams and blowing it. You know, got a thing with the Colin Kaepernick team that went to the Super Bowl. This is the first time they've done anything relatively interesting in the last few years. Last season, before that, Colin Kaepernick team when Jim Harbaugh played his brother. The Harbaugh brothers played in the Super Bowl together. 49ers versus Ravens. And we all know what happened there. So, the 49ers could be consistent and have a great year like they did last year. Yes, I believe that they can still retain that top spot in the NFC West. But they can't. It's going to be a fight between the Cardinals. All those teams are good. The Cardinals, Seahawks, and, and the 49ers and the Rams. All those teams are good. I think the Rams are gonna finish last. Cardinals are gonna be uh they're gonna be third. Second to third. They can, they can be second or third, I believe. Let's just say third for argument's sake. I would the Seahawks are going to be number one, and the Niners are gonna be second. Depending on how the draft goes. If in the fact that the 49ers do get Henry Ruggs, then they are the 49ers are gonna be number one in that seat because that's just a great that's that's just a great piece for them, Henry Ruggs, super fast, super agile, can make plays in the field, he's a he's a perfect weapon for Kyle Shanahan, that offense, but if they don't, then they get someone else who's not as quick and not as agile and not as good of a playmaker, it's going to change just a little bit, so it's, it's going to be interesting to see, and that whole division, it's a tough division, and it's, it's going to be a wild ride, especially at the end of the year, because you know, a lot of division games towards the end of the season, and they're all going to matter, if the if the Cardinals can somehow win, you know, four out of the six division games, five out of the six division games, you know, they, they could be at a playoff spot for sure. So we'll see. We'll see what they can do. And, you know, that team's great. That's the team set up quite quite well with DeAndre Hopkins, Larry Fitzgerald, you know, Kyler Murray and Christian Kirk, all those boys. So interesting, interesting team they built around him. And uh, I'm really excited to see what happens with the with the and the Cardinals moving forward. So, um, just a great, just a great NFL news over the last few days. Um, you know, just like a, that that Brady discussion was quite interesting. Uh, the the Drew Brees coming out of retire or retiring one, whenever he's finished, he's gonna join NBC. Very interesting. Love love to see that. Hopefully, more quarterbacks follow him after that. Um, you know, Cam Newton. Still a set on, on the on the board for quarterbacks. Could go to a team like the Dolphins. Could go to a team like the Chargers. Could go to the team like the Patriots. Could go to a team like the Bengals. You never know who what happens. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. And, you know, like I just said, the Cardinals and 49ers look to battle it out next year in the NFC West. So just a lot of football news ahead. The draft, I believe, is only 10 days away, I believe. Yeah, draft is starting on 20, this on April 23rd when the draft starts. It's April 13th right now. So 10 days away from the NFL draft. It's a virtual draft, like we've said. And it's going to be exciting to do, for sure. I'm really excited for the draft. Going to gonna definitely have content about that coming up to the days leading up to that. I can't wait to watch draft. One of my favorite parts of the year, every year. One of my favorite events of, the, of sports every year. And it's great to see that they still continue in the draft this year. Although, of all the things that are happening right now, you know the, the draft is... It's so exciting, and it's gonna be fun to watch. See what your team picks up, and how they could that one player could change the face of your franchise forever. So it's never gonna you're never gonna know what happens, and I'll, I'll be sure to have content about the, the draft leading up to that ten days away. So stay tuned, get ready, and uh, drafts right around the corner. So I want to thank you guys for tuning in if you if you got this far on the podcast. I really appreciate you. Um, make sure to go check out our TikTok at NS Sports Talk as we post the best clips each and every day of the podcasts short 1 minute clips, 45 second and 1 minute clips of, of interesting discussions about the podcast and if you feel like watch the the whole podcast afterwards head over to our Spotify, make sure you're followed, make sure you're following, make sure you're subscribed and click on the episode as you know, maybe you'll enjoy the whole episode if you enjoyed that one Twitter uh, the one TikTok clip. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, we're going to keep pumping out content every single day football, basketball, baseball, hockey, whatever it is, you know, we're going to keep doing it. So thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for listening. Take care. Have a wonderful day.